Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, and the Church gives us readings in our first and second reading that have to do with with the one that we call the father of our faith, that's Abraham. And in our second reading from from the letter to the Hebrews, uh, the author gives us three occasions in Abraham's life where he showed faith. Uh, So I just want to reflect a little bit about the faith of Abraham and then the faith of Mary and Joseph. So the first thing that that happens in Abram's life that reflects this need for faith is that this happens in Genesis chapter 12. And God says to Abraham, well, he's Abram at at this time. His name has not yet been changed to Abraham. God says to him, go forth from your land, your relatives, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So, at 75 years old, Abram is is commanded by God to leave his ancestral home, the place he's lived his whole life, and to bring his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, and all of his possessions, livestock, servants, and to go to a totally new place. Our, our uh, second reading gives us a detail that we might not realize. He, it, he says, Abraham went out not knowing where he was to go. So this is what shows Abraham's faith, not only that he was willing to do something so difficult at the age of 75 when people are using, usually downsizing and moving into town. He took everything that he had and left without knowing where he was going. But Abraham believed that even though that he didn't know where he was going, God knew, and that God would direct him to where he was supposed to go. So that's the first episode that shows Abraham's faith. The second episode we hear about in our first reading, this is from Genesis chapter 15, Uh, Abraham and Sarah have uh, this cross in their life, and that is that they are childless. And God promises Abraham that he will have descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky. And of course, uh, without a child, that's impossible. But God promises that even in their old age, they will conceive and bear a son. And through their son, Isaac, uh, Abraham will be father to many nations. And this is what this is what we what we hear. So God has just told him something that's outrageous. It's probably biologically impossible at this point in the life of Abraham and Sarah. But Abraham put his faith in the Lord who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. So Abraham believed what God told him, and it, it came true. So two episodes so far where we see Abraham's faith, the first when he gets up and leaves and goes to a place he didn't even know where it was, 
And secondly, when Abraham believes this outrageous message that God gives him that he's going to bear a child in his, own age, in his old age. Finally, uh, the letter to the Hebrews reminds us of the time when Abraham, who now has a son, Isaac, his one beloved son, is put to, to, to the test by God, and God asks him to give him his son back and to offer him up as a sacrifice. We can only imagine what a painful and confusing uh, reality that would have been for Abraham. He has this gift, and now God wants it back. He's supposed to sacrifice his own son. But again, Abraham responds to God with obedient faith. And if we remember the story from Genesis, right as Abraham is about to slay his son, an angel stops him, and he receives his son back. So, three episodes where we see just the absolutely amazing faith of Abraham. Abraham believed that God was trustworthy, and so... When God told him something, he believed it, and he responded with obedient faith. So, uh, who else manifests this faith? Well, in the, the beginning of Luke's gospel, we have a story about when the archangel Gabriel comes to Mary and says that God has chosen her to conceive and bear a son, the Messiah, And that this would happen even though Mary was a virgin and would remain a virgin. And how does Mary respond? Well, Elizabeth tells us at the scene of the visitation how Mary responded to God. Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. fulfilled." So Mary receives this message, seems impossible, It's literally impossible from a biological perspective, but she believes God. She believes him. And she conceived then uh, the Son of God. It's important to see how Mary believed without, without understanding how this was going to happen. And that's true for Abraham, too, without understanding how it was going to be possible that his aged wife was going to conceive and bear a son even without understanding how he believed. And the same is true with Mary, without understanding how she was going to conceive and bear a son because she's a virgin. She believed. She believed that God could do anything. And that's what the archangel says at the end of that passage. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. So many examples, actually, as we reflect today on the Holy Family. So many examples of Mary and Joseph and their believing faith. How they believed God and responded with obedience to him. A great example is just from the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, when when Joseph learns that Mary is pregnant and he, be, he begins to make plans to divorce her quietly because he knows what the law is, uh, yet he wants to protect Mary, his wife. The angel appears to him in a dream and says, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it's through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. And then the angel says to Joseph that 
you will name him Jesus. And that's significant because it's the father who has naming privileges for their child. So this means that even, Joseph, even though Joseph isn't going to be biological father, God himself considers Joseph his father. So he has all the rights and responsibilities of a father towards Jesus. So how is that going to work? But yet Joseph responded with obedient faith. How in the world was he going to be husband to Mary, who's sinless, and to, to Jesus, who's the son of, and, and father to Jesus, who's the son of God? I mean, every new father wonders how they're going to be a father to this new child. Joseph, all the more so, would have wondered how possibly he can be father to this child, to God himself, but yet he responded with obedient faith. When the angel appears to Joseph again in a dream and tells him that Jesus' life is in danger and he has to take his wife and to flee to Egypt, how does Joseph respond? With obedient faith. On our gospel today, we hear this beautiful story of the presentation of, of Jesus in the temple. Uh, there's one last story about Jesus' childhood that, that occurs after this in Luke's gospel. This is where this little family goes to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And on their way back, Jesus gets lost, or at least Mary and Joseph lose Jesus for three days. Mary and Joseph are frantically searching for him. They thought because, because large groups of people would travel by caravan together, they thought that he was just with other relatives in another part of the caravan. They end up going back to Jerusalem. They end up finding him in the temple where he's teaching the teachers of the law. Mary says to Jesus, how could you do this to us? Jesus says, why were, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I, I must be in my father's house? How confusing would that have been? for Mary to hear that back from Jesus. Was that supposed to be assuring to her, consoling to her? But what's the next verse in the scriptures? It's that Jesus returned with Mary and Joseph back to Nazareth where he was obedient to them and he grew in grace and favor before God. What a mystery. How, how Mary and Joseph's life was so full of mystery, not understanding what God was doing, not understanding how they were to be parent to the Son of God, yet they always responded with obedient faith, not knowing how they were going to do it. They said yes to God, who gave them the grace that they needed. So this is where our, our own life meets this mystery, this mystery of, of obedient faith that we see many times in Abraham, but also in the lives of Mary and Joseph. So many times in our own life, God is inviting faith of us. He's inviting a yes to his will, even though we don't know how this is going to work out. We don't know how we're going to 
have the strength to do what God is asking us to do, that's exactly how Mary and Joseph felt, not understanding how, but believing in the one who was making the invitation. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed that the one who was saying all these things to him was trustworthy. And maybe we can have that same attitude, which is also Mary and Joseph's attitude, not understanding, but believing that the one who is asking this of us, whatever it is, might be our vocation in life, it might be this new suffering that's introduced into our life, it might be a new joy or good that's introduced into our life, a good like parenthood, for instance, God's inviting obedient faith, not understanding, but trusting that the one who gives this call to us is trustworthy. So let's ask God today uh, to bless us with the faith of Abraham, the faith of Mary and Joseph, not worrying about our own lack of understanding but believing in the one who makes the promise to us, who makes the invitation to us. Let's ask always for the grace to respond to God with obedient faith.